Good evening, afternoon, morning, everybody, whatever time it is. Welcome back to The Hop. This is Steven and Gabe coming in wow. for round 17. What up? We've done 17 of these damn things. No, um, we've done 16 of these. If this one goes horribly awry, that is all we will have done. Welcome back, everyone. The Hop, round 17. Your boys are back. We are ready to start drinking. I have a belly full of spaghetti and homemade meatballs, so I am in an extremely great mood. Hey, Steven. Hey, Gabe. Let's grab a drink. have so much to do today we have a lot to do today this we have is, a lot to uh, cover it's gonna be we have to move quick through a bunch of stuff but we that's are not we, going to skimp out that's because we details. slacked off last week and did nothing so we have to catch the people up we on didn't what's going slack on. off it was a chill episode don't degrade us downgrade us quick quarantine check-in how are you doing how how's it going um have you gone delirious yet I haven't shaved in a while, so my beard is starting to get itchy. And um, yeah, and that's the end of that. And that's my, uh, pretty much the end of that. Um, yeah. My neighbor is a. Um, I mean, I've mentioned him before. He's a home brewer. He's a big, you know, former. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a veteran. He's like a big burly guy. Great oh, sure. beard from Virginia. Uh, he says that he has binge watched all of RuPaul's Drag Race. So that's where we are mm, as a nation. Culture, culture. <laughs> It just took me. It just. It, it wasn't. He didn't fit the. He didn't fit the profile. It just surprised me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no judgment. He just if like dropped that knowledge quickly, and you were like, "What?" And <laughs> he was already talking about. He's something like, else. "It's just easy. It's on in the back." He was like, "I watched one episode, and by like episode three, I was like, yes, queen.'" I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh man, good for him. Hey, him and ha- you know most of America would agree. So good for listen, him. we all need something to keep us entertained, and that's a lot less work than binge watching ozark or something like that so uh i that get it one you need to focus on yeah that you, you, get do. Those, you know like the office you just throw it on in the background and the you office watch jim and pam fall in love and you RuPaul's watch michael drag do his dumb shit rupaul's drag race <sighs> planet earth too let's get into the news uh before we drink um and First up, we're going to talk about some good that uh, Anheuser-Busch is doing we're, in response. We're going to talk about that good good. We're going to talk about uh, some good things Anheuser-Busch is doing. Uh, they're donating a million dollars to the U.S. Bartender Emergency Assistance Program in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. They are also um, offering a 50% reimbursement for untapped uh, and out-of-code beer through July 1st. Uh, what this means is if you own a bar... Uh, that has Anheuser-Busch product that you were not able to move out of the kegs uh, that is no longer sellable, uh, you can get a 50% reimbursement from ABI, which is great. Um, That is awesome. The donation follows uh, in the line with similar efforts made by Boston Beer Company, Milson Coors, Jameson, among others. Um, You know, those that have the means to donate and help out with relief are doing so. ABI has also um, found a place for its uh, on-premise employees to work elsewhere in the brewery uh, if their job is no longer 
necessary at the moment so that they don't have to furlough their employees, which is great to see. Um, yeah, and other smart. brewers have also uh, announced reimbursement programs, um, including, again, Molson Coors and Constellation brands, but also craft brewers such as Boston Beer Company, New Belgium, Sierra Nevada, and more. So um, the efforts from ABI fall in line with uh, what we're seeing from um, those breweries in the industry that have the means and the staying power to help out. Um, of course, they've a, sure got the capital. That's for damn sure. Yeah. A majority of breweries are, are hurting right now. And those that are, um, able to withstand the blow are, are giving back in any way that, that they can. So thank you, ABI. That's not something I get to say often. Thank you, Anheuser-Busch for your Thanks, contribution to the beer world. Love you. Moving right along, uh, Molson Coors Beverage Company is deepening its relationship with Quebec-based cannabis company Hexo. Shout out to the Toronto Raptors, their NBA champs. Anyway, uh, they are announcing a new joint venture <laughs> to produce, oh, that's not fun, non-alcoholic, whatever, CBD-infused beverages in Colorado. Uh, basically, the majority owned by Molson Coors will operate as an independent company with its own board of directors, management, and resources. Uh, all the products are produced in Colorado, distributed exclusively for sale within the state. Uh, CBD, definitely becoming more and more popular as time goes on. Uh, you see it all the time in coffee shops across New York City and also everywhere, but uh, to put CBD in a beer is uh, pretty interesting. We talked about it last week, I believe, uh, or, or was it two Maybe weeks two ago? Weeks La ago, Gunitas yeah. had yeah. the CBD water, weed water, the weed like water. Call it. Uh, uh, so it's it's really great to see. Uh, they chose Colorado because of its established regularity uh, framework for CBD and CBD products. They're planning to approach any opportunities in full alignment, and they just really want to make this beer big. So the Corona's getting into the uh, the weed water game in the United States, specifically hey, in Colorado, you know because of course Colorado, because where uh, else? Because because of course Colorado. I mean, you know, they're they're sexy and free and moving right along. Boulevard Brewing Company, you know them, we know them, out of Kansas City, M.O., are teaming up with PlayStation. Bang! Exclamation point! Hell yes! Video games and beer. Finally, a combination I can get behind. This is great. Uh, Boulevard Brewing, basically they're announcing a partnership with PlayStation um, in response to a new game coming out. The Last of Us Part 2 special edition beer will be the Boulevard Space Camper Cosmic IPA six-packs, and you will get a chance to win a PS4 uh, during said event. A PS4 Pro, if that's a different thing, I don't I don't know. Even better. Clearly, I'm not uh, Basically, the game that's being made by Naughty Dog Company, they make a bunch of games. Uh, they are making part two of The Last of Us, a uh, highly anticipated sequel to the 2013 Last of Us, the first one, which it won more than 200 Game of the Year awards. I have played The Last of Us for about 
20, 25 minutes just because of where I was in the world, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, so the special edition Space Camper Cosmic IPA, uh, the packaging is a little different. It's going to feature uh, one of the game characters, Ellie, uh, one of her iconic tattoos uh, packed with juicy tropical hop flavors. Uh, special edition six pack will be available for purchase where Space Camper Cosmic space camper cosmic ipa is usually sold uh across the u.s boulevard brewing coming through again this time in the form of playstation steven when was the last time you played a video game um a couple weeks ago i uh bust out my n64 uh on the reg when i have time but we love this story because our listeners will remember boulevard brewing from round seven and if you haven't listened to that go back and do it learn a little bit about the brewery they make great beers we had a good time making that episode we had a great time they're in the news because they're promoting a video game which is dope they're pretty dope uh and finally for us in the news and notes um cascade brewing out of Portland, has a new beer. And we do not usually feature beer releases on the show because they happen all the time. But just stay with me. Um, They've released their Mayan Bourbonic 2017. Uh, It has in the past been available on draft, but it is is available in 500 mil bottles uh, starting April 16th, which already happened, so now. Uh, Both at the Brew Pub and uh, through their distribution network, of course, if you're ordering at the brew pub, you probably have to take it to go at this point. Um, so this is a variation of their bourbonic plague blend, uh, and it is a sour imperial porter aged in Ooh. bourbon and wine barrels Ooh. with dates for Ooh. up to two years, and then Ooh. infused with Peruvian cocoa powder, Ceylon cinnamon, and cayenne uh, pepper. Ouchie, mama. <laughs> Inspired by the traditional drink of the ancient Mayan civilization, Mayan Bourbonic delivers notes of bitter chocolate, bourbon, and cinnamon with a mild cayenne spice and delicate carbonation level coming in at 11.7 ABV. Bang! Exclamation point! Now, as I you said... Had me, you had me a imperial porter aged in bourbon but 11.7 my goodness now as i said we don't usually feature beer releases on the show but holy shit yeah this is uh this you understand is just what it took me to just read that sentence <laughs> i was just about to say try saying bourbonic plague blend try saying peruvian cocoa powder ceylon cinnamon and cayenne pepper i've never even heard try of saying- i don't even know if i'm saying that right here's the terrible news it's only available in Portland, Oregon, and I've never been to Oregon. But if we have any listeners in the Portland area or who are able to get their hands on Cascade Brewing, you're going to want to go find the Mayan Bourbonic because that, at least if your beer tastes are anything like mine, you're going to want to go find You're going to want to go find Bourbonic. it. You're going to want to go take a bath in it and then drink it and then let us know how it was. I don't even understand Sour Imperial Porter. That doesn't make sense I, to me. Sour yeah, I, Imperial Porter. The, if you had to say, if you said to me, what is the range of beer styles like from yeah. A to Z, from beginning to end? Like, what would you, what would the spectrum be? I'd be like, well, on this side we have the sour, and over here we have the imperial porter, and everything and in between. Now, and now they're gonna make a baby, and, and it's they're gonna, we're gonna and it's gonna be it. a baby that incubated in a womb of bourbon barrels, <laughs> and oh wine barrels. <laughs> we're- we're really good at painting pictures. Here, and it's going to crawl out of the cocoon at a solid two years ah. old. 
and it's, it's going to be its wings. fucking it's gonna fire. delicious. So it's a, it's a dragon of sorts. Check it out. Gabe, I want what? a drink. Do you have a toast for us? I do have a toast for you. Well, I um, say you get right into it because okay. I am thirsty. This toast is inspired by uh, Luke Combs. Long neck, ice cold beer never broke my heart. Like diamond rings, football teams have torn this boy apart. Like a neon dream, it just dawned on me that bars and this guitar and long neck, ice cold beer never broke my heart. Mm. Thank you, Luke Combs. Thank you, Luke Combs. One now, of his newer say... songs, and uh, I have to be honest, it's a it's a hardcore country song, but it's really good. Normally with country, it's like, yeah, I could take it or leave it, but this one, I was like, wait a second, okay. That's got to be a toast. <laughs> All right, now before we start drinking, we want to take a moment and thank our sponsor, FNX Fitness, for supplying us with all of our workout essentials. We need to stay fit. During this time of at-home workouts, FNX provides all sorts of great supplements from post-workout protein powder to pre-workout formulas to help jumpstart your metabolism. They've got recovery formulas, including BCAAs, amino acids. They've got krill oil pills, which can help with faster recovery. Just because you're working out in your living room or going for runs around the neighborhood doesn't mean you can't capitalize on the awesome products and the gym gear that they have to help you feel good and look good while pushing yourself each and every single day. I went for a run recently near Randall's Island in New York City. With the help of the pre-workout, I was able to knock out a two-mile run with absolute ease, something I haven't done in a very, very long time. FNX has definitely helped with my overall gym routine during these dark and gloomy times. And for every item purchased on the website, FNX will donate a gallon of water to a child in need thanks to their partners through their live program. So let's all give back by shopping with FNX today. You can do that by heading over to FNXFit.com, getting 15% off of your purchase using our exclusive promo code. Just simply enter H-O-P-O-D-15, that's H-O-P-O-D-15 at checkout, save 15%, get a great deal, and kick your fitness routine into high gear. You know what's hilarious? Uh, I don't think we've told the people what we're drinking today. We're, we don't need to. It's we're in the title, here. but we're drinking Flying Dog Brewing. Uh, didn't Hey-o. mention that up top. Normally do. Sorry about it. We were excited. We were excited about the news and notes. We were excited about the 1,000 things we need to cover. So uh, Yes, we are drinking Flying Dog, a very popular brewery. Uh, we have another one of those like we've sampled a few of their selections it's always mm-hmm. been like a for me it's always been like all right i need some beer what you know what i'll go with some flying dog that's flying that's kind of flying dog is they're, a great they're all reliable yeah when i see a flying dog option uh on tap in a restaurant or something like that i'm like you know what i i wasn't thinking of that today that didn't cross my mind it wasn't what i was yeah. looking for but yes and i think it's because yet, they're out of maryland which is it. i think 
Maryland is the state equivalent of that. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of you, but now that you mention it, yes, you are a state, Maryland. If that if that isn't does that, that hit home for anybody? Wrote the most romantic thing I've ever heard. I wasn't thinking about you, but now that you mention it, yeah, <laughs> you do look good right now. Now I'm gonna let Gabe drink first, despite that I don't want to because I'm thirsty. But Gabe, what you got over there? You you act like I'm not thirsty. I've got the brand new pool hopping deck beer, which is a noted as a super crushable hazy summer ale, refre- refreshing and tropical without so much of the sweetness. Um, this beer is replacing the summer rental grapefruit Radler in the brewery's summer seasonal lineup. It's brand new. It is uh, really cool and it's also been noted as a combination of a New England IPA and a Brute IPA. So fascinating. So Brute I mean, IPA. I don't think I've ever even had a Brute IPA. Brute IPAs are typically typically have some like kind of. Uh, I mean, I guess it could mean like sour, but I think of like a dry beer, like a beer yeah. that's like going to be dry, crisp. You know, summery. What you'd want to like sit on um the porch in the yeah. summer well you kind of knocked it out right on the head because that's pretty much what it's all about uh summertime day drinking for kicking it on the back dock w- deck with nothing to do uh or dock. uh it is coming or dock you know kick it on the deck of the dock the dock uh f- coming in at a fun 5.4 percent abv IBUs, we're looking at 25. On the SRM scale, we're looking at a very, very light, very, very clear color. I would say this is like between like one and four. Yeah, that's on this. That's almost like a one or a a two. It's literally almost like a one. It looks like lemonade. It looks, and Um, just from where I'm sitting too, I'm looking at it and like the carbonation in there, I can already tell it's like pretty well carbonated maybe oh it's bubbly all right but yeah this this gonna feel like a like a brute prosecco or something but uh (laughs) we shall see um beer advocate there was no rating for it because of just how new it is i don't think they got around to it but untapped did they gave it a 3.77 lemon wow i don't i don't remember any other beer? I I don't think I've ever had another beer when I get hit with lemon. Lemon huh. up front, like bitter citrus. Yeah, yeah. Well, citrus one hundred percent. It's made with citra and mosaic hops. Um, it's made with pilsner and wheat malts. Um, it's been known to have big, juicy flavors, moderate body feel. But yeah, in the first snort, if you will, uh, <laughs> getting a lot of getting hit with that lemony. I, I don't know why I'm still talking about it. <laughs> Hmm. Um, medium mouthfeel. I, I would argue almost super carbonated. My my tongue is like bubbling a little bit. Um, this is easily a w- what they said earlier a crushable like summertime flavor, if you will. I mean this this is it doesn't taste like it has any ABV. It, it it's it. it it's got the feel of a soda. Like I, mm. I wouldn't like if if I, if I did a blind taste test, I don't know if I'd say this is beer. I'd say like, yeah, it's got like some sort of weird looking feel soda feel to it. I don't know. I don't know if that's offensive to flying what do you, dog. I, <laughs> what do you get on the sorry. taste? Do you taste hops? Do on you the taste, taste, 
Yeah, on the taste, I'm definitely tasting the citra hops. Um, I'm getting the juicy flavor. I'm not getting as much as I thought I would, but at the same time, it's made, uh, it's been noted to be made with traditional beer ingredients without added juices found in other like warmer summer beers. Um, so it was made pretty differently, but um, yeah, I'm not getting a lot of flavor profile. I, I mean, I am, but I'm not, I, I'm not drinking this going, okay, I taste this. I taste that. I, I just taste one, like broad, it's broad stroked. Mm. If that makes any sense. Like I'm not, I can't taste three different things. I taste one big citrus carbonated, very light, very crushable, uh, drink that you can like, I want to drink this while fishing. Do you get any like mango? Do you get any, is it tropical? Is it like, I, there's a hint of tropicalness, but I, like I said, I can't, I can't sit there and go, okay, there's mango. There's this, there's that. Uh, right now I'm just getting overall citrus, overall tropical. This is definitely a beach beer, if you will. Yeah. Easily crushable. Like I said, it's very carbonated. I wasn't, I don't know why it was maybe just because of how light everywhere I read about it is I, I wasn't expecting it to hit that way, but again, it doesn't hit like a beer. If that makes mm. sense, it hits like a strong, like soda or, or like a seltzer. I mean, I feel like this is uh, something that we're seeing in the industry right now. And in that, you know, obviously, obviously we've talked about on the show, the prevalence of seltzer right now, people definitely, especially in the summer want beer that doesn't make them feel yeah. Like they're bloated. Yeah. Like, so people don't want to drink, you know, heavy stouts. They don't want to even drink like IPAs, which have a lot of uh, kind of higher calorie beer. They want lower calorie beers. They want uh, beers with um, that make them feel good, you know, out on the at the beach during the summer. So that sounds like and, you know, that beer is not going to take you out for the day. It, it really sounds like it's kind well, of doing exactly what they wanted it to do, which yeah, is summertime day drinking. Yes, like like I'm not a big fan of day drinking just because I always get sleepy. But with I feel like with this beer, this would be the day drinking beer to do. This would be the one that would make you, you know, it it would if you drink enough of these, you can get that buzz and you can hop around as well as they said it on your deck. And uh, right now it's coming in uh, with cans and uh, as a keg. Um, But yeah, it's just a hazy summer ale um and it's not that hazy i i well yeah i guess it is um yeah i mean but, it's not it's not a hazy ipa it's, it's but not it's like got a, haziness to it yeah that sure. that's exactly right um i just love the description um on the flying dog website pool hopping embodies everything you love about summer so order some new swim trunks practice your cannonballs and we'll meet you at the diving board Love the can, love the colors. I did want to mention quickly about the artwork. Um, we're definitely going to talk about him later. Uh, but the original art on the can features a new technique from world-renowned illustrator Ralph Stedman. He is the artist behind all of Flying Dog's major release label artwork. Um, like we said, we'll get into the history a little bit later. Um, but his inspiration for this said it came from the natural white salt lines forming on the cover of a backyard pool. And I know exactly what he's talking about because growing up with a pool and having to cover it, that it, it 
I don't know where the salt comes from, the earth, birds, <laughs> I don't know, but it's something. Uh, but from that inspiration, Stedman drew a tropical bird quizzically looking up at a pair of human legs, thinking to himself, Blimey, that's a big bird. <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what we got. I, I do love the artwork on all of Flying Dog stuff because, you know, it's it's just animals and they just look like they're on drugs. Like, it's yeah. just funny. Oh, we <laughs> definitely all, have like, to talk about the artwork. Out. Oh, yeah. it's it's it, And each one is super unique. Like, they're all similar, mm-hmm. but each one has its own little, like, statement. And so this one's got the um, the tropical bird quizzically looking up at a pair of human legs. All right. I'm taking over now. I I I need a drink, and it's gonna be yes, you do. The lucky sob Irish red ale. That's right, it's an Irish red, which means they're magically delicious. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is not the first time you'll hear from him this evening. I was That's just about to say, sure. I'm gonna count how many times you're gonna play that. <laughs> Haven't even drank the beer yet. I don't know if it's magically delicious, but we. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he saw Irish red. He said, I'm getting it just for the just for that drop. This beer could suck. And you'd be like, well, we have to play the drop. Okay, so listen, this beer is a seasonal offering that comes around every spring to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. It was first introduced, I believe, in 2011. So it's been around for a few years. Um, It was brewed, you know, again, similar to what you're drinking. It was brewed as an easy drinking beer, but they did not want to sacrifice, you know, a lot of easy drinking beers. I would say maybe the one you're drinking right now tend to sacrifice complexity and layers of flavor in order to achieve the easy Mm. drinking crushable nature they didn't want to do that so they wanted to create a drinkable beer crushable beer that also had uh, a certain complexity to it uh it is an abv of 5.5 percent uh 28 ibus it's uh, got an 81 rating on beer advocate 3.49 on untapped uh and on the srm chart we're looking at that that pretty color that Gabe and I love so much, that like 26, that 27, yeah. nice dark red copper thing. Um, That'll get you out of bed in the morning. Or put you back into bed at night. Uh, this beer uh, poured um, with a nice off-white head. Uh, it is, it's got some lacing to it. It's got a stickiness to it in the glass. I poured it out of a can into a um, pint glass It looks here. like an Irish red. It looks like one. It smells like one. So it's got, um, it's very malt forward. It's got uh, Irish pale and caramel malts in there. And that gives it a sweet aroma. Uh, Definitely getting caramel off it. Definitely getting some burnt sugar. Mm -hmm. Some yeast for sure. Yeah, there's a sweetness to it. I mean, you get that like candy sugar kind of thing that I guess goes along with like caramel a lot of the things you'd expect from like a um from like caramel malts irish pale malts uh, is it very like caramel toffee forward yeah in on the nose yeah i definitely get that oh cool cool okay the taste is drier than i thought it would be for sure um hmm. i was expecting something a little sweeter based on the nose and the it's uh it's dry um it's got a strong toffee flavor to it um, some spiciness, uh, definitely not. Um, mm. there's, there's some spice in that's there, some like pepper, some like, but the, the bitterness is in there that that's, that's, I think what makes it interesting is that it smells super sweet. Um, and when you taste it, you get those sweet notes, you do get the, the toffee, like I said, 
um, some caramel, but the bitterness creeps in. And as, as you drink more of it, um, the bitterness, the galaxy hops that are in there start to kind of coat your mouth a little bit. So it's got a, um, surprising bite to it that I was not Mm, expecting. Nice. That's Uh, good. Mouthfeel wise. It is, um, definitely sort of a crisp beer, very drinkable, um, moderately carbonated, um, Mm. or a little bit under moderate, um, sort of gently carbonated. Uh, and then on the back end, you're left with like some slight lingering hops, but, Mm. uh, it's mostly bitter. One thing that's interesting about this beer is it is apparently, according to legend, brewed with real four leaf clovers that they, uh, pick out of their garden at their brewery. So maybe that's why it's got like a, I thought four leaf clovers were like in foreign lands, like New Zealand. Well, when you're brewing the Lucky SOB, you undoubtedly have the help of leprechauns. They're magically delicious. To help you That's pick two. out. <laughs> I'm going to get <laughs> at least one more Did he pick them out? The, the thing did the, is. Did the face of the cereal pick out the four leaf clovers? <laughs> the how thing is. You, how would you make this with four, like. What, I don't what know what four leaf clovers process. have anything to do with. Apparently they're like floating in the. Um, Oh. In the in the brew, I don't know what kind of flavor they're adding. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm certainly not getting. Four leaf clover, clovers are good luck if you there's find like one, a you get... slight grassiness to it, which I was thinking was. Hmm. Here's my question: If they don't have any four leaf clovers, do they put in three leaf clovers, or are they like, no, we're just they just like don't beer. tell anybody. They're just like, just throw it in. Who cares? We're like, I, I want to go home. <laughs> this is um, this just is on it. This is kind of like outside of a Guinness. This is like the kind of beer I would want on St. Patrick's Day. You know what I mean? It's mm, yeah. because again, it is that kind of thing where you could drink it during the day and not feel like your day's ruined. That's what I'm always looking for on St. Patrick's Day. I don't know why. It's because St. Patrick's Day is like not a weekend, so I always want to drink at like you know 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. And uh, hell yeah, sometimes you need a beer like this. You can't you can't be throwing. It's back. five o'clock nowhere. Time to drink. <laughs> uh, this is that, good. That color though. Just seeing it here. Oh, man, that's like that the color is, really is the choice. That's what we were talking about with uh, Smittix when we drank that is like. Yeah, exactly. That color, that's that's one of the things I loved about it. It was just that color. I, I just I don't know. I just gravitate toward it. Uh, this beer is good. Would I say it's magically delicious? I don't know about magically. It's good. But you know what? I can play the drop again anyway. They're magically delicious. I know it may be bothering you if you're listening to this, but it's making me laugh, and that's all <laughs> that matters right now. I, how I funny have the would it be if he went to go play that drop and he was just like, they're magically? <laughs> Fuck you. He put in too much work. He's done for yeah, the day. <laughs> he's just, he cuts you off. Oh, fuck he's yourself. like, you're not Irish enough. <laughs> Screw it. Oh. Um, all right, so overall... Um, in what setting would you drink that beer? Because mine is summertime on a deck or a dock drink, drinking fish, fishing or just having a picnic or a barbecue. Where is your setting? Just St. Patrick's Day running around the city getting I mean, drunk with your friends? Yeah, that's based on the name. But but I, here I'm going to throw this at you. Kind of weird, kind of uh-huh. out of left field, but bear with me. Ball game. It's Ooh. drinkable. You know, when you're at the game, like. Yeah. Okay, when you're at the game, you might just want to drink like shit beer because you're at the game and and there's a nostalgia to it i get it but but 
you know when you're at the ball game it's like the middle of the day and you're like it's too early to really drink well usually if you're yeah, at a football you, game you don't want like a double ipa yeah at, at the bottom want... of the fourth inning like come on we got a lot of game left. Oh, he was at a Aaron Judge game. is up to the I was play. at a football game in my head. It's fine. Okay, it's <laughs> it's the the middle of the second quarter. I can I can match you on anything here. This is just a great drink it in the middle of the day beer and I right. feel like those beers like I was saying earlier tend to be on the boring side. You're like, "Okay, I got to go with um, you know, a pilsner." But if you find a good pilsner, or a good beer like this, a red ale like this, or you know, mm. maybe the one you're drinking. I don't know how you feel about it, but if you find something good like that that's got something uh interesting or or some layer of complexity to it, but is also not too heavy, uh yeah. that's my ultimate goal in that situation. So this is yeah. this is a I great would, like easy drinker. Yeah, and I would definitely drink mine at a ball game as well. Uh football, baseball, basketball, bowling, if they allow drinks in there. I don't really know if they do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, why not? Fuck yeah. You can drink while bowling. I would, I I would hope so. If I'm being honest, if I'm bowling, I want a heavy double IPA. I want my beer to be heavier than the ball. Solid. All right. Uh, another beer. I mean, if we must. Okay. Now we're going to start drinking. Now we start the real thing. What are we consuming? We're moving on to the Raging Bitch Belgian IPA. Yes! It's a Belgian IPA clocking in at 8.3%. It's got 60 IBUs. Uh, Beer Advocate gave it an 87 consensus rating. Uh, Untapped, we're looking at 3.65. It is... A staple of Flying Dog, one of their year-round offerings. Um, Everybody knows about the Raging Bitch. It's a Belgian IPA. It's fermented with what they refer to as a volcano-like Belgian yeast strain called El Diablo. It earned the name from the uh, what they refer to as an aggressively active nature of the yeast, uh, calling it unleashed, untamed, unbridled, and in heat. Now, if that isn't a statement, I don't know what it is. I don't know how I feel about that, but that's what this is. I feel great about it. Are we about to be in heat drinking this beer? uh, Because we might as well be, am I right? High five. (laughs) Best we got. So I poured mine out of a bottle into a Tiku glass. Uh, On the SRM chart we're looking at, I would say like a 23. It's pretty... Yeah, it's it's, nice, it's uh very copper it's, colored. It's pretty. Look, very I mean, maybe part of it is very copper. Part of it is how chilled mine is, but like, look at the glass. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, this is just a bite of a beer, and um, for those of you who want to know if it goes great with food, let me read you something quick from the website. Enjoy its golden glow and white foaming head alongside bold flavors like spicy barbecue wings, blue cheese salads, or that bag of family-sized Cool Ranch Doritos you're going to destroy later while binge-watching Netflix. Word. Uh, okay. Yeah, in other words, it's got... In other words, they're selling a lot of flavor off this beer and you need big flavored food to go with it. And you need need a big sack to drink this beer. (laughs) Um, you said that, not me. (laughs) Um, 
Now, the head is a nice off-white head, uh, decent retention, formed into, uh, just kind of dissipated out into a ring around the center of the glass, decent lacing. Um, lacing, yeah, I was just about to say, sticking to the sides a little bit, bubbles and foam and whatnot, uh, slowly trekking down the glass. The aroma I get, um... It just okay. smells like a strong beer, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it just smells I, like, oh boy. The Belgian yeast shows up first and foremost. Like, the, it's kind of like, it, it does smell like definitely that banana, clove, coriander, the things you expect yeah, off a Belgian-style yeah. beer. It's almost, it really does smell like bubblegum to me. Really? Yep. Absolutely. Hold on, it's hold like on. This yeah, we, we, uh, we both read somewhere that it's got... <laughs> Tasting notes of like bubble gum, and part of me was like not tasting what? notes, but just just aroma wise. That, like, that's what I meant. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, hold on. Okay, may, yeah, maybe. Uh, possibly some hop aromas coming through, but primarily I get the sweetness. I'm getting that piney sort of grainy, uh, definitely that caramel toffee uh, the, flavor. Do you mean not flavor aroma? Yeah. Just on the on the on the nose right away. Shall we drink? Way ahead of you, brother. Um, yeah, I even get the bubble bubble gum in the flavor. Um, I get uh, grapefruit. Okay, flavors. I'm getting the bubble gum in the flavor as well. I, I get, wow, that's so weird. It's kind of this like this like okay, the hops give it this like piney bitterness and the grapefruit flavors. And then you have the Belgian yeast, which, which adds the sweetness, the clove, the banana. And when you yeah, kind of a mix lot going the, on, when you mix the flavors of sweet and bitter, your uh, bubble gum kind of comes up in a way. I am, I am kind of tasting it now, now that you mention it, like oh, look at this does color. not taste like an IPA. If you're thinking IPA, no, 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 no. And you pick this up because it says Belgian IPA. That's not what you're going to get. Uh, the Belgian IPA style is, um, you know, IPA is sort of a um, sort of an American staple at this point. Um, but Belgian brewers certainly brew IPAs now. Um, and American brewers like Flying Dog uh, take their IPA, you know, a traditional IPA type recipe and then use Belgian yeast. So, um the the malts that they chose to use in this beer, um, the the it would be caramel malts. Caramel um, malts. The hop profile. And I love I love the hop choice. Warrior, Columbus, and Amarillo hops. Yep. Like warrior. Like that just sounds so badass. It's sort of. I mean, it's like it's like an IBA IP, IBA. You want to invent a new style, Stephen? It's like an IPA meets a Belgian trapel, and it's um. Mm, yeah. It's interesting complex layered i mean i've had this beer before i like this beer um what's funny is most of i would argue most of the beers we've had so far have all been beers we've had before like at a bar at a friend's place and our own home drinking you know while watching you know funny youtube videos i mean whatever but we've never like really thought about the process and thought about the flavor profiles and like now when you sit here and really think about it and really decide what you taste it really does make a difference i just keep going back to that bubblegum flavor like i obviously it doesn't you know it's not pink it doesn't taste like that too much but it's got a little hint of that and i wouldn't have take i, w- I wouldn't have suggested that beforehand you know what i'm saying like it's very very interesting 
Yeah, I mean the um the sweetness is is in there. To me, it's not cloying. I can see how you could see it might be if you're not someone who's into sweetness. Um the sweetness, but the, but the bitterness to me is what takes over. Um especially as you start to drink it as it warms in your mouth as it starts to settle. Uh the bitterness takes over um and I don't find them to be overpowered by the Belgian nature of things. It's kind of this like interesting dance between Like, okay, I always come back to, you know, when I'm talking about Belgian beer, I always come back to the same thing, which is like, I know what it means in my head. I don't quite know how to explain it without saying banana, clove, like all that stuff. Without saying like blue moon. Right. So that's what I was going to say. It's sort of like this fascinating dance, if I was going to go basic, between like a blue moon and like a Goose Island IPA. If those two were tangoing and you never really knew who was in the lead... But like with a little bit more ABV and a better beer. It takes two to tango. Uh, this Yay! Beer- uh, Knock it out. <laughs> this beer has also been known as nectar imprisoned in a bottle. Um, an anything but delicate blend of sharp hoppiness and fruity aroma. Life-changing backyard knife fight for your palate. <laughs> My God, if that isn't... But it's so true. I mean, it's it's... This is gonna this is gonna make your tongue sizzle a little bit in in all the best ways. I mean this this is gonna make you want to tango. I already their, want to, and I'm alone. On their website, they wrote, "Once you've had raging bitch, everything else pales in comparison," which I believe is true of beer and relationships. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, once you've had that raging bitch, you know you've got that at least had a story. This beer and my ex girlfriend. It's, it's like. <laughs> uh it's uh it's 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 gonna make a memory whether you're gonna like it or not um flying dog is a brewery okay we don't have a whole lot of time to go into this but it's just a fascinating story and you guys is cool they have good beers move on they were founded in 1990 uh they are the largest craft brewery in maryland they are one of the top 50 largest craft breweries in the united states as of a few years ago they were like the top 25 um They originally opened as a brew pub in Aspen, Colorado. Um, They were in Colorado for a long time. They quickly outgrew their capacity and moved to a 30-barrel facility in Denver. Um, They were expanding, opening more locations in Colorado when they purchased Frederick Brewing Company, which is in Maryland. That was in 2006. They were brewing in both locations uh, for a little while, but by 2007, they decided to shutter the Colorado operation and move entirely to Maryland, where they are today. And we have born, to talk about, yeah, we yes, have to talk we, about we the inception. We have to talk of... about this story. So Flying Dog was basically born in a Pakistan hotel room um, after a group of amateur mountain hikers took on one of the world's deadliest mountains, K2. It was there when George Stranahan, uh, who is a, he's got a PhD in physics, founder of the Aspen Center of Physics, professional photographer, writer, blah, 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 blah led the expedition and then later opened a brew pub with Richard McIntyre in Woody Creek, Colorado. But while they were in good old Pakistan, Stephen, do you want to talk about how the name uh, Flying Dog came to be? Because oh, yes, I do. How, how can we not? First of all, I'm going to call it Pakistan. I don't know why you're calling it Pakistan, but I... I, I oh, did I say Pakistan? I find Pakistan. it humorous. My bad. Uh, I've so, been drinking. Okay, they were climbing this mountain, and as the story goes, they had with them a suitcase of... Con- I just want you to listen to this story, and you it's you put up... shit. You put up a hand when you have... You think I'm making it up, because it's crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. This is, yeah. They had with them a suitcase of contraband, a donkey, and a Sherpa. About halfway through the trip, the contraband was depleted. I guess that means they were out of weed. And their Sherpa had suffered a broken leg. Eventually, the entire crew made it back unharmed. After the trek, the group settled into a hotel in Pakistan to have a drink. Hanging on the wall of the hotel was a painting of a flying dog made by a local Pakistani woman, Fatima Gina. The painting depicts... (laughs) Say it right. Fatima Gina. The painting depicts a classical Chinese... No, not Fatima. That's rude. The painting anyway. depicts a classical Chinese fawn pug with wings soaring across the verdant foothills of the Himalayas. Her mythical incarnation of the pug, a recognizable symbol of the Chinese aristocracy in the Song Dynasty amongst the people of the Tibetan Plateau, is thought to evoke nostalgia for the prosperity and trade that flourished in Central Asia in the centuries prior to the Opium Wars and semi-colonialism of China in the mid-20th century. George and his crew were inspired by this and the idea of the flying dog, Here which eventually are. took root in the company that we're drinking about today. And now we're <laughs> drinking the raging bitch. So it's just such okay. a lo- it's just such an I have, insane I have story. A question. Oh, I have a question. Yes. Why why would you like do smoke a bunch of weed while you're climbing a mountain? Well, in fairness, it just is a suitcase of contraband. That could mean anything. I don't, but I don't know what they ran that out of. That could probably mean harder drugs. Or it could Contraband. mean booze. Maybe it's maybe you shouldn't have alcohol nah, in the mouth. I don't know. You don't compare booze to you, you don't put booze in the contraband category. You know what I mean? Like if you get stopped by airport security and you have contraband, they're not gonna take your bottle of wine and call it contraband, you know what I'm saying? Those dudes were getting a little uh a little uh silly. I just find that story that, that hilarious. Mountain. But it led to this brewery. Um they're a fascinating operation. Uh, they became a favorite when they were in Colorado of Hunter S. Thompson, the writer and journalist. Um, and he was uh, a friend of George Stranahan's, and um, he would visit the brew pub a lot. Um, Hunter S. Thompson introduced Stranahan to Ralph Steadman. Ralph Steadman is the um, artist who the did artiste. a lot of the yes. uh, illustrations for Thompson's writing, but he also would go on to create the original artwork for Flying Dog. And if you know anything about Flying Dog, uh, what they are known for um, largely is the unusual art on their packaging, um, which is Ralph Steadman's creation, including, as Gabe was mentioned, mentioning, um, Gonzo the dog, who makes an appearance on many this... of their packaging. Okay, um, so wait, the Raging Bitch artwork, this dog, first of all, I'm just noticing this for the first time, is what is... Standing on top of what appears to be a naked woman. Um, but the dog is like clearly cracked out of his mind. And it. I'm sorry. Listen. It's a I raging bitch. For, I might get in trouble for saying this, but it the dog looks like it has just a very large vagina. <laughs> like you can't tell me you don't see that. Right. I'm not looking at the can. It. It's a raging bitch. She's in tell heat. Me, tell uh, me that's not what you know, that's, it is. That's what it is. Uh, listen, that is what listen. it is. Oh, my God. Ew. That is what I it mean, is. There's nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, you know, Stedman, listen, we, we, Ralphie boy, we love your stuff. Um, I did want to mention quickly that 
Um, Flying Dog took their matters to court after they were hit with a censorship warning by the quote-unquote thought police, uh, defending their right to free speech and expression due to some of the titles, a.k.a. the raging bitch that we're drinking now. And, I mean, I would think it's safe to say that they won that battle because here we are. Oh, they definitely did. Yeah, uh, it was uh, Michigan. Michigan's Liquor Control Commission uh, basically told them they couldn't sell the beer claiming that it was Michigan. detrimental to public health, safety, and welfare. What? Uh, and Come then Flying on. Dog went to uh, the, def- the Center for the Defense of Free Enterprise, filed a Hell lawsuit, yeah. won Raging Bitch. Bang! Exclamation point! Another victory for the craft beer people. Victory and for the victory for the narcs. Victory for the bitches. I thought you were going to play the the leprechaun again, and this is not an invitation. Are you to do asking it, for it? No, I'm not at all. He's going to. They're magically delicious. That's four. I thought you were going to do it in that moment, and I was going to get really upset. But then I heard Mike Breen's if, soothing voice. If you are annoyed, feel free Too to bad. write a review on Apple Podcasts or submit a your feedback, and I will take it into consideration in my operation of the soundboard. Can we mention the two beers that are uh, featured in their exclusive section as being on tap that you can't get anywhere else except um, at the brewery itself? We because absolutely can. there's one called the Seven Pot Pepper Pale Ale. It is a heavy pepper-infused pale ale coming in at 7%. And I just want to say it again because it makes me feel good. Seven Pot Pepper Pale Ale... Like, that's just my immediate reaction. Okay. And then they have a Goza, which is called the Everything Bagel Goza for 5.1%. What? Well, I love Everything Bagels. Like, what's good right now? And the uh, only description on the website, just dog? nobody. Us. Let's make an Everything Bagel beer. In yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the new meme of the century. Um, but they do have amazing, awesome beers. Yeah, they do. They've got and- their classic, year-round, seasonal, all that fun stuff. The limited. Okay, 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 okay. All right, okay. The limited releases section. Irish coffee stout, cookies and cream milk stout, their brunch pack. They've got a barley wine. They've got a gonzo, which is aged in whiskey barrels. They've got a gonzo, which is aged in rum barrels. They've got a breakfast stout. They've got an ain't nothing but a G thing. They have beers we need to try. And that is all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, they and they're, you know, they are a company that is committed to embracing the weird. And I think that that's reflected in their beers, the name of their beers, the styles of the beers, their website, the artwork, and pretty much everything about them. And I think they're a cool ass company. So check them out. Check them out. All you Maryland folk. Get over there if you're in Maryland for some curbside pickup or look for their beers wherever you buy beer because clearly they distribute across the country. Support local beers, you bastards. Gabe, we got to go. Do you we have anything go. to say? Yes, I do. We love to end the episode on a fun topic, something that caught our eye. And what better than good old grandma looking out for some beers? I've been drinking. I apologize. <laughs> um, I don't know what state it's in, so bear with me. But a 93-year-old went viral recently by uh, posting a her, her granddaughter, son, one of them, posted a photo of, he, of her in the window with a sign that says, I need more beer holding a Coors Light. 
And here's where things just get so much better as the world works together. Thanks to Coors Light, the woman's name is Olive Vernarossi, now has 150 ice-cold Coors Light beers, and she doesn't have to pass them around to anybody. Uh, she went viral by posting the photo, and then the photo was shared more than 5 million times. And so when Coors Light saw how much of a fan she was and saw that, hey, she needed beer, they knew right away they were going to help her out. Um, they jumped at the chance. They sent her, <clears throat> excuse me, they sent her so much beer. She is swimming in beer. And <laughs> she, they, they said the second they dropped it off, she cracked one open and started chugging it and said, this is good. And she's been quoted saying, <laughs> I was on my last 12 cans. I have a beer every night. You know what? Beer has vitamins in it. It's good for you as long as you don't overdo it. As soon as the delivery of 10 cases of beer arrived, she cracked one open on her porch. Olive coming in clutch. Olive. Bang! Exclamation point. I just want to reiterate that. You know what? Beer has vitamins in it. It's good for you as long as you don't overdo it. That's coming from a 93-year-old woman. This woman is my new hero. This woman looks adorable. She's this smiling woman, in the window. You need to fire your yoga instructors. Stop doing whatever you're doing to stay healthy, except just for just drink a beer. Except it's for supporting FNX. Proven. Fit. This woman's 93, and she looks like she could do a handstand. Except for supporting FNX Fitness. Keep that up. Uh, HOPod15 at checkout. Get 15%. But other than that, fire we'll everyone drink else. The, drink the Coors Light and then go on FNX Fitness. Get your fitness routine <laughs> stuff, and then you can lose the weight and then gain it back and lose it. And it's a battle, and it's all good. This woman is amazing, and also I want to know what I have to do to get, what was it, how many people, five million people fucking, uh... Five million shares from this this old woman holding a photo, holding a sign that says, I'm going to take a picture that says I need more beer holding every brewery that I've ever loved, and I'm going to tweet it at all of them, and get... You're going to get one like, and it's going to be from me. (laughs) Oh, good for you, Olive. Good for you, Olive. We're happy you're okay. We hope you're safe, healthy, and happy with your just shitload of beer. Good for you. And with that, we're going to get out of here. Guys, thank you again for listening to another episode of The Hop. Please like, subscribe, and follow uh, at The HO Podcast on the social meds. And please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I know we say it every week, and I know you probably don't listen to me when I say it, but I'm telling you, <laughs> it is helpful. It uh, it helps the show, and it helps us make the show better for you. So please uh, submit your feedback if you have it, uh, and follow us on the social media channels because we're doing fun things there. We'll be back next week. And that's it for us. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one. I need more beer.